0: Today, slower rate hikes after CPI, maybe. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Welcome to this post covering finance and problem news with a distinctively Australian flavour. Well, the headline rate of inflation in the US fell to its lowest since late 2021 in December, encouraging hopes that the Federal Reserve will soon be able to stop rising interest rates, or at least slow down the rise. Official data show that the Consumer Price Index fell 0.1% from November, bringing the annual change to 6.5%. That's down from 7.1% the previous month. The monthly drop in the index was below analysts' forecasts for no change, but the annual rate, was in line with consensus. Inflation is easing, but the prices of some grocery items are expected to soar in 2023, including one whose prices have already risen 60% over the past year. Inflation dynamics still look a little stronger once volatile elements such as food, energy, and auto sales are stripped out. The core CPI rose another 0.3% last month, accelerating slightly from November and leaving the annual core rate up 5.7%. That's the smallest advance in a year. The trend in services inflation seems to be abating. That's what the Fed will be looking at in today's report, said Thomas Koskirk, a senior US economist at Pictet Wealth Management in Geneva. At the margin, this means an increased probability of a 25 basis point rate hike on February the 1st. Federal Reserve policymakers Thursday expressed relief that inflation continued to ease in December, paving the way for a possible step down to that quarter percent interest rate increase when the US central bank meets in just under three weeks. The message in moderation was later reinforced by Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin. It is encouraging that we got some information today that went in the right direction, he said, at an event organised by the Wisconsin Bankers Association. It makes sense to steer more deliberately as we work to bring inflation down. But on the other hand, his St Louis colleague, James Bullard, separately said that he continued to favour front-loading policy moves to get rates above 5% as soon as possible. We are in fact constraining the economy and presumably in the process constraining inflation. That means for me... I can be a little more nuanced in deciding the size of upcoming rate increases, Richmond Federal Reserve President Tom Barkin said in comments to reporters in Richmond. After raising rates by half a point at its December meeting, Barkin said he was in concept supportive of a path that is slower but longer and potentially higher, depending on how inflation behaves. Hikes of 25 basis points will be appropriate going forward Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker said in a speech to a local group in Malvern Pennsylvania adding that once rates got just above 5% i expect that they'll be restrictive enough that we will hold rates in place to let monetary policy do its work so higher for longer of course the fed set the target policy rate but 425 to 4.5% at its December meeting, and data since then has shown inflation easing and the labour market slowing modestly from the torrid pace of job and wage growth that was there through much of 2022. The data has kept the Fed's hope of a soft landing in view and led policymakers this week to talk more openly of scaling rate heights back to the quarter point increments that the Fed uses more commonly to control interest rates. In contrast to the first half of 2022, when those most concerned about inflation call for larger rate increases, no one is publicly pressing their colleagues for a half-point increase, even as some have remained open to the idea. But Fed policymakers remain aligned around further hikes, whatever the size, with a final destination somewhere north of 5%. We still have work to do. Inflation is too high and we will need to stay on the case until it's substantially back to our 2% target, Barkin said. The economy continues to add jobs even as growth slows. And if anything, he said, recent data on economic activity has delayed the risk of recession. US stocks rose after the release of the CPI data. Traders of futures tied to the Fed's policy rate bet heavily on on a downshift to a quarter-percentage-point hike starting after the January 31, Feb 1 meeting, and a pause just below 5% with rate cuts priced in for later in the year. That view, of course, remains in contrast to where Fed officials insist they're heading not just a bit higher, but with a bias to remain there for a potentially extended period of time, it might take for inflation to slow credibly towards the Fed's target. The Fed's December 13th, 14th meeting minutes showed no central bank policymaker expected any rate cuts for all of 2023. Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic this week said his base case was that rates will remain high through 2024. While inflation over the past three months has gone in the right direction, Barkin said on Thursday, you have to be careful about declaring victory too soon. Inflation is going to be more persistent than a simple drop down to 2%, possibly requiring rates to stay at a restrictive level longer than anticipated. Fed policymakers have repeatedly said they want to avoid repeating the mistakes of the 1970s when the central bank raised rates and then cut them when inflation appeared to recede, only to have to raise borrowing costs even higher to bring the price pressures back in line later. The Fed ultimately pushed borrowing costs and the unemployment rate into double-digit territory during the period before stopping the upward spiralling of prices. Fed policymakers say they do not expect the unemployment rate, currently at 3.5%, to rise much more than the percentage point in the cause of the current inflation fight. Anyway, the dollar fell to its lowest level in seven months on the news as markets priced in an earlier and lower end to the Fed's tightening cycle. The dollar index was down 0.92% to 10224 tracking a downward move in US bond yields. The yield on the benchmark two-year Treasury note, closely correlated to expectations of Fed interest rates, fell to 4.1447%, that's the lowest since October, while the 10-year note yield... Which reflects longer term inflation expectations, fell to 3.444%, still tracking recession inversion territory, of course. The Japanese yen strengthened 2.36% versus the greenback at 129.32 per dollar, while sterling was trading at 1.2213, up 0.58% on the day. Gold futures surged, rising 1.13%, to an eight month high of 1,900 US. Gold, a non-interest-bearing asset, typically performs more strongly as bond yields fall. Markets appeared unconcerned by the fact that the drop in the CPI was due largely to gasoline as pump prices tailed off dramatically towards the end of the year. The energy sub-index for the CPI basket fell 4.5% on the month, thanks to a 9.4% drop in pump prices, masking further rises in prices for shelter and food. Analysts said the figures weren't enough to stop the Fed from raising rates again at its next meeting, given the continued strength and core prices. Crude prices rose in the wake of the data, getting an additional boost from optimism over China's emergence from its COVID-19 restrictions, creating additional demand. US crude settled up 1.15% at $78.30 per barrel, and Brent settled at $83.87, up 1.45% on the day. Energy prices are volatile, and the Fed cannot rely on this to be a consistent source of disinflation, said Ryan Sweet, chief US economist with Oxford Economics, in a note to clients. Global prices for crude oil have bottomed out since the end of last year on signs that demand in China will rebound sharply this year as it reopens its economy. And a separate reading on the labour market showed weekly initial jobless claims Came in at 205,000, that's below expectations of 215,000. Many market participants are looking for signs of weakness in the labour market as a signal of slowing inflation. Anyway, stocks closed higher on Thursday, extending recent gains as data showed a fall in consumer prices in December, and that bolstered the expectations for less aggressive interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. On Wall Street, equities were choppy after the data, actually, with the S&P 500 falling by as much as 0.8% and then rebounding. Ultimately the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 0.64% to 34,129. The S&P 500 gained 0.34% to 3,983 and the Nasdaq Composite added 0.64% to 11,001. Actually the S&P 500 is now up 3.7% for the year so far. Microsoft shares rose 1.2%, providing the biggest boost to the S&P 500 and NASDAQ. Tesla shares ended near flat after Bloomberg reported that carmaker has delayed plans to expand its Shanghai factory. And elsewhere, energy shares also were higher. Along with oil prices, energy rose 1.9%, and that was the day's best performing sector. American Airlines, meanwhile, rallied more than 7% after the airline lifted its guidance on fourth quarter revenue and profit on higher fares and pent-up demand for travel. And Walt Disney Company gained 4% as activist activity in the entertainment company looks set to heat up as activist investor Nelson Peltz prepares for a proxy fight to win a seat on the board after his request was rejected. The Pan-European Stocks 600 index rose 0.63%, closing its highest level since April 29th, and the MSCI's gauge of stocks across the globe gained 0.8% to notch a fifth straight session of gains. That's the longest streak since August. Expectations for a 50 basis point rate hike at the next Federal Reserve meeting fell to just 3.8%, according to CME's FedWatch tool. That's down from 23.3% the day prior, The market is pricing in a 96.2% chance of a 25 basis point hike. That's up from 76.7% on Wednesday. Friday, of course, will bring the results from a number of big US banks, kicking off the fourth quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 companies. Banking stocks are set to dominate investor attention on the earnings front, as Bank of America, Citigroup, JP Morgan and Wells Fargo will all report quarterly results before the market's open and also overall s&p 500 earnings are expected to have declined year over year in the fourth quarter according to recent data which would be the first quarterly u.s earnings decline since 2020. so let's not get too carried away the federal reserve is likely to continue to take rates higher and hold them there. So the risk of recession is still quite strong. And of course, earnings could be a little weaker ahead. Anyway, we'll see how this plays out. The market, of course, is always looking for the upside. And many people are now trying to talk the markets back up again. We'll see how this plays out in the weeks ahead. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time.